Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again once again to the 980 Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Josh, and this is going to be a, another Great Plains Baseball Report edition. Had a few of those this week, and for those of you who haven't heard the first two uh, that I've done this week, I am actually stuck at home because of the blizzard that happened in North Dakota. I got to shovel my driveway a little bit ago, and it's there's a lot of snow. I'm six foot tall and it was almost up to my hip uh, at some spots. Now it's partially because of the wind and the snow drifts and all that stuff. But yeah, walking through it was not fun. The driveway was at least two feet of snow, probably, probably more than that. So uh, definitely stuck in the house, but at least I get to talk some baseball. Uh, yesterday I had on Tommy Wellen and Logan Grant from Bismarck State College. This morning I reco- recorded with J.M. Kelly. That is live on the uh, Great Plains Baseball Report site. And then here we are with a third podcast in two days, which I think is actually a record for me. Usually I try and space them out. But, you know, once again, when you're stuck at home and you can't go anywhere because of the snow, you record podcasts. It keeps you busy. So I'm thankful I get the chance to do this. My internet cut in and out yesterday um, at the start of the first podcast, but it seemed okay after that. Uh, so I'm glad my internet's working, glad that I have electricity, glad that we have plenty of food here at the house to relax and, and just watch some TV. Um, and once again, I get to talk baseball. So it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt and I'm just relaxing right now. So I guess it's not that bad of a day. It's really not that bad of a day and I have the week off because of it. So I can deal with that. But ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and jump into our topic of the day. And our topic is our guest. It's Connor Barnett. He is uh, an outfielder for Bellevue University. Connor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Now, obviously, at this point, you know, we're more than halfway through the season. A lot of things have, have played out. How are you feeling so far this season with the way you are playing and the way the team is playing? Um. Personally, the way I've been playing, um, there's some things I, I mean, every baseball player can work on. Um, for me, you know, it's every at bat is, is you know, you just got to keep going with it. Um, personally, for the team, um, for us, it's um, not walking guys. That's that's our big cripple right now. Uh, for example, last night against uh, Morningside, I think we had uh, close to four or five walks, and they all scored. So that was that's uh, something that we need to work on um, as a hitting team. Um, for us, it's just again, it's just growing as a team, um, making adjustments halfway through the game in the second, third, and fourth at bats. Um, yeah, other than that, I think we've been playing uh, solid defense. Pitching's been solid for the majority. Again, it's just the walks that are kind of killing us. Um, hitting wise, we're really coming together as a team. Um, trusting each other to pick each other up in certain situations. Um, you, you know, you kind of start getting that feeling towards the end of the year where, you know, right now one through nine, I think we we are we can compete with a lot of teams because um, we trust each other. Yeah, absolutely. I know that for me, when I got to see you guys play against Dickinson a, a couple of weeks ago, you know, offensively, there was, there was a confidence. And it's not an ego thing. It was just you guys knew that, when you needed to, you could go out there and hit the ball hard. You could do what was needed. And it was kind of, for me, as someone who's watched baseball and seen a lot, a lot of different teams, it was fun to be around that. Cause it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't an ego or an arrogance. It's just, you guys trusted each other to know, Hey, 
we can do the job. Let's go out and do that. Yeah. Um, and something that our co- coach Monlux, coach Schmidt, uh, coach Richie and uh, coach Malley preach is, you know, have fun, play small ball, have fun, you know, home run, home runs are great. Grand slams are great. And extra base hits are awesome. But, you know, the way you win games is by playing small ball and getting base hits, getting guys on, you know, playing, playing that, I guess the, the old school style of baseball. And uh, I think when we were up at Dickinson, you know, there was a couple innings there where we didn't, we didn't really get a lot of runs in, but we built it up over time. And that's just from guys getting on and us moving guys over and getting them in. That's a, the big thing for us is, you know, everybody has three jobs and you don't know what job you're going to get. You're either going to get on, you're going to get the guy over, or you're going to get the guy in. And you could be any of those jobs in any situation. And that's something that uh, we've preached since the beginning of the fall. And ever since I've been at Bellevue, that's been our main goal is to, if we get a guy on, next guy's going to get him over and then the next guy's going to get him in. And then we're going to repeat that process. Now, one of the things that I've noticed, I mean, obviously, I mean, talk to some of the individuals at Bellevue and be able to watch you guys play is, is really kind of the atmosphere for you guys in the dugout. I mean, you guys are focused, you're intense, but at the same time, you don't hesitate to smile, to laugh. The team really has a great dynamic in my opinion that you guys are, you're enjoying being out there, but at the same time, you're still competitive. You're still fighting hard every chance you get. Yeah. um, That's something that I didn't know we were going to kind of be, I I could say rambunctious in in a positive way at the beginning of the year. Uh, We got a lot of talented individuals on the team. And uh, when everyone knows everyone has the ability, it kind of takes the weight off the shoulder. And so again, it's that confidence uh, in each other. It's not just your confidence in ourselves. We have so much confidence in each other that we, we can joke around and we can, we can be very comfortable at the dish. I know, um, I know for an example, like uh, when I'm in the box, you know, we've, we make fun of each other in the box. If, if, you know, if somebody's swinging a ball in the dirt and it's a curveball, you know, you get the sword call or the espada, you know, the, the sword in Spanish and, but that's all fun and games because and we do it because we uh, we love each other. And, and uh, I haven't had a team dynamic like that in a long time. And it's a very special thing uh, when you can joke around on the baseball field and off the baseball field and still have confidence to win games. Yeah, I know for me, it was it was fun hearing the sword calls when <laughs> you guys were up to bat and you, just, and you could see the guys who were hitting. It wasn't like a they weren't dejected. They would smile. It would help them loosen up almost, it seemed like, and go right back at it. So, I mean. For me, I was laughing pretty hard, and it just—it's great to see that because, like you said, not every team has that type of dynamic. And so, to see a team that is successful—I mean, is a nationally ranked team—have that dynamic, it's—it's it's a pretty unique thing. Yeah, and our coaches go in with it too. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Schmidt—he um, loves—he loves it. He loves the team dynamic. So does Coach Malley. Um, and coach Monlux is even gets in, in a joking mood sometimes. Um, and that's something that's, that's great. And again, I think that's a team dynamic between everyone, not just the players, but the coaches, the coaches trust players to do their jobs and players trust their coaches, our coaches to help us out. And that's something that is very special. Um, I know a lot of us go to coach Schmidt and coach Malley for hitting advice and a lot of pitchers go to uh, Coach Richie, Coach Malley for, for pitching advice. And in terms of game management and thinking about situations, we go to Coach Monlux. And they have no problem with questions. They're not going to treat you uh, 
as if there was a dumb question because they always want us learning. And that's something that's very special because um, I feel like sometimes coaches may brush that off and think, well, I don't know why he doesn't know that rather than they treat it as a learning opportunity. And that's, again, how we got really comfortable with each other is knowing that it's okay to fail. I mean, baseball is a game of failure. You know that. So yep. they really emphasized it's okay to fail and to learn from it. No, that is awesome. And then I know for you, I mean, obviously your freshman year, you know, you were first team, a part of the North Star. You had a good season last year, but this season your numbers are stronger. I mean, you have more home runs, you're hitting better average. What has kind of caused that change? Is there something you've noticed with your swing that you've kind of been able to improve upon? A uh, big thing this year was the weight room. So Jake Awardly, our, our strength coach, uh, really got us going in the weight room. A lot of guys put on, uh, you know, 15, 20 pounds. Uh, I came in as a freshman weighing 165 pounds. Um, and so I didn't have a lot of juice last year. You know, I was kind of scrawny and, and skinny. Um, but now I'm, I'm up to 195 pounds. And Jake's really helped out with that in terms of not even just lifting, but nutrition. Um, he's given us diet plans and stuff like that. Um, another example, there's a teammate of mine last year, Cody Banks. Uh, he had a great year last year. Um, he graduated, but he came in at the same situation, 165 pounds, and then Jake got him up. So um, that's really attributed to a lot of it. Um, this year, um, we've been kind of putting some final pieces together with the swing. Last year was a lot of top half, a lot of twisting and turning. And now uh, this year is drive. So we're really trying to get my lower half to get going, which uh, it's feeling a lot better. I'm in sync a lot better. Uh, I'm not just using my hands to try and get, uh, you know, uh, base hits through the four hole. Now I'm really trying to drive to that right center gap. Yeah. And then, you know, for you, you're part of Bellevue University, which has been a pretty strong program for a number of years now. You know, playing into that, what was some other reasons for you to choose Bellevue University? Um, Bellevue University, I mean, I grew up in Papillion, Nebraska, so I'm literally 10 minutes down the road from Bellevue. Um, in high school, I had heard about Bellevue University. Um, Coach Schmidt had reached out to me about, about going there out of high school. Um, I chose not to go there. I chose to go to the University of Nebraska at Omaha. Um, and then after my freshman year, uh, COVID kind of messed some things up. You know, a lot that happened to a lot of kids. And then first school I thought of was uh, Bellevue University. And I called Coach Schmidt. And uh, he said, yeah, you want to come play for us in the fall and we'll see how everything goes. Um, I had just the first time I called him, it was about an hour phone call. And I said, I'm just looking to have fun and I'm looking to be in a very, you know, family aspect. And uh, that's something that we've embraced and everyone on that team, whether you're on, whether you're a starter or a travel guy, or you're a red shirt, or you got to go get foul balls, you know, everyone knows their job and everyone appreciates each other. So that's something that really drove home to me on that, on why I chose to go to Bellevue. Absolutely. And then, I mean, Obviously, being in the North Star, you guys have some pretty long road trips. I mean, there's there's not a lot of close teams in, in this conference. So, you know, for you guys, I mean, obviously, you, you can tell you're already a relaxed team on the field. What are the road trips like for you guys as a team? Well, uh, road trips involve a lot of uh, a lot of bus games. You know, we play a game called Mafia. I'm sure a lot of a lot of college athletes know what that is. And, um, you know, 
this is a shout out to McGrain Pledger, but we play this game called the Green Glass Door, and it's it's a super simple game, and you just try to try to just keep loose on the bus because twelve hours is a long time. You know, we we went up to Dickinson, that's a twelve and a half hour bus ride, and then uh, we're supposed to go up to Mayville next week, and that's a close to eleven. You know, that's so it's and Valley is another eleven ten hours. So I don't think we go anything under four hours. So uh, I know for a lot of people down in like the Heart Conference and uh, the Sun Conference, that's that's a long trip for us. That's that's a that's an easy trip for us. I mean, we went we took some vans to Waldorf last week because our uh, bus accidentally got canceled. So that was an experience. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, that's the thing I've kind of realized being up here in North Dakota is that there isn't any short road trips. I mean, every road trip you're going somewhere and it's fun because you get to see places, but at the same time, you know, it's a lot of time. I mean, and for you, I mean, you're, you're not only an athlete, but you're also a student. So that kind of throws things into a little bit of whack. I mean, how have you been able to be successful both on the field and in the classroom? Um, you know, our professors at Bellevue are very um, compensating is I guess a word I could say. Uh, they're very flexible. Uh, they know that we're in a conference that, again, we got to go take off on Thursday night to get there by Friday evening. So um, they're very understanding. Um, that's that's a huge help as our professors. Um, something else that helps out is uh, hotspots from uh, cell phones. It's a big thing we use on the bus for homework. Um, usually when we get in, to a hotel around Friday. So we usually try to get around four or five and then we go eat dinner. Uh, a lot of guys then try to grind out whatever they have left of homework on that Friday night. So we don't have to worry about it Saturday or Sunday. Um, personally, I try to get all my stuff done before Thursday, but I mean, as you know, you got practice weights and class all throughout the week. So sometimes it's a little hard to get that done. Um, but yeah, I would consider, I would attribute a lot of our success to our professors. Um, they, again, they help us out a ton. Um, you know, you might email them and say, hey, uh, we had a long road trip. I may not um, have this assignment in until, you know, 1 a.m. rather than 12 a.m. And they're just completely fine with that as long as it's not a recurring offense. So, um, again, and that's just something that's part of Bellevue University as a whole is everyone everyone here is, it's, it's a small group. You know, Bellevue University is not a big college or a big university. I think we have like 300 athletes on, on campus. And that's the majority of students on campus. So mm -hmm. everyone knows each other and professors tend to tend to know each other as well. No. And that's big. Obviously not every college, not every university has that relationship, but it is important because I mean, for you being an athlete, that's a full-time job being a student. That's pretty much a full-time job. And you still have to have some kind of a life you would think in some way. So, I mean, that's a lot of hours putting into both things. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people uh, don't understand the, the, the hours that everybody gets that student athletes in college put in, um, you know, for example, in the fall, we had 6am weights and then you have class from eight to noon. And then we have practice from one fifteen to anywhere from three 30 to five 30, depending if we're going to enter squad that day. And then, you know, you got to go home, do homework, shower. And by that time it's eight 30 or nine and you're tired. And so uh, mentally you just got to get used to it. And uh, your teammates help you out a lot. And again, it's just kind of one of those things that's part of, it's part of being a student athlete is you just kind of learn how to deal with it and learn how to 
adjust your schedule and learn how to get everything done on, on time. Yeah, it really is. A, it's, it's an interesting dynamic that athletes go through and, and do that. But it's at the same time, it really kind of builds that relationships, you know, with players, with each other, because I mean, you guys spend so much time together. And obviously, we know that you guys are relaxed, you have fun. You know, what's the relationship dynamic for you guys as a team? Uh, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't call anybody on my team anything less than a best friend. Um, I got a lot of guys uh, from last year. I came in, I was young, was not experienced on the road at all. I hadn't traveled. I had, uh, I had not had any, any really baseball experience in terms of college. It was practice and then we got shut down. Um, so they, they helped out a lot. That's something that's big here is a lot of the older guys help out younger guys, you know, cause it's, it's a different change from high school to, to, uh, college. And so, um, again, I wouldn't call anybody less than a best friend, um, on my team. Cause everybody's comfortable with each other. You know, if, if someone's got an issue and they need help, they can go to anybody on that team and they're going to help them out. Um, you know, everyone is for the team first and for everybody else first before themselves. And that's something that's amazing to have um again it it's just something where that builds confidence within each other and you're okay to to make mistakes and it's okay to to get upset and it's okay to have disagreements because we all know at the end of the day we're all going to come back together not just as teammates but you know friends no absolutely and you mentioned the change from high school to college i mean i don't know that all high school athletes realize just how big things change for you what was kind of the learning process of going from the high school level and then stepping into that college level? Um, so the big learning process for me was it wasn't even necessarily in the classroom because you, you, you have less work. Uh, that's something that was kind of weird to me. I was going into college thinking I got a lot more work I'm going to have to do along with more baseball. Um, college is a lot more adjustable than I thought it would be. But when you are a student athlete, uh, baseball gets stepped up tenfold you know it's not okay you got you guys are going to go play football and then you guys are going to go play basketball and then january we'll have tryouts and then we'll start up in february it's coming in august we're going to we're going to play baseball for the for the entire year and that was something that was a lot different to me because i had never played uh fall ball i don't think i had ever played more than 65 games a year and so that was something that was very interesting um and again a lot of older guys helped me out with that um, you, you kind of fall in love with baseball all over again is what you, you could say. There's kind of a rough patch for the first couple months. It's a learning curve. And then uh, you fall in love with it again because you just realize that you really, really want to be there, not just because of the sport, but because of the people. Um, and in terms of the education aspect, um, it was not easier because there's content that's a lot harder than high school, but it's more manageable is what I could say. So you have a lot more time to, you know, work, study, um, hang out. Uh, but time management was a huge thing. That's something that I would definitely uh, say to the newcomers is get your stuff done and then go have fun because it's a lot easier to not worry about it and get your stuff done early. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a great, great offer of suggestion for people getting in there. And then, you know, obviously to get to this level, I mean, it takes a lot of time, a lot of work. And it usually takes people who are pushing you and encouraging you along the way. Who in your life has kind of been those motivators, those people that you look back and say, man, they helped me get here to this point. Uh, that's a long list. <laughs> um, big, big as my, my mom and my dad, 
Um, you know, they, again, that's kind of a cliche, but it's true. Uh, you know, they're driving you to practices. They're driving you to games. They're, they're paying for all your equipment. They're paying for your lunches and your dinners and your hotel rooms and, um, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, both sets of my grandparents have been the same way. Um, in terms of coaching, uh, my dad coached me all the way up until I was in eighth grade. And he was a big part of why I'm successful because he helped me get in the mindset of it's okay to fail because baseball is a game of failure. It's just whether or not you get back on the horse or not. Um, coach Fuqua was a, a good coach of, that helped me out. And then all my high school coaches, I'm going to give a quick shout out to them. Uh, coach Schmidt, Coach Gay, uh, Coach Bennis, uh, Coach Johnson, Coach Boyd, and Coach McCabe. Um, all those uh, reserved through uh, varsity. They, those really helped me out in terms of becoming a, not just a baseball player, but becoming a better person overall. Um, that's something that they preached at my high school was, yeah, you could be a great baseball player, but if you're not a great person, then it's not going to work out. No, that's absolutely right. And then Connor, the last question I have for you before I let you go, what advice would you give to, you know, a high school junior, high school senior, who's getting ready to make that transition into college. I mean, you talked earlier about time management, get your work done, but you know, what advice would you give to a player who's wanting to take that next step and play at the college level? Um, that's a great question. Um, there's a lot of aspects to that. Um, in terms of education, get your stuff done. Uh, don't be, don't be the freshman that comes in and thinks that they can skip class and they can do this and do that. That's not the, it's not the right way to do it. Um, you want to have a good impact on yourself and the university and the team. Um, so make sure that you're getting your stuff done in the classroom. And if you need help, it's okay to ask for help. Um, get an advisor or ask a teammate. That's okay. Everyone needs help. Um, in terms of baseball, um, I know everyone talks about the weight room and that's a huge thing. Um, personally, I thought that was the most overrated thing in high school. And that, that was me being an arrogant kid get your butts in the weight room. Um, it plays a huge role. Uh, it's a way you, you play different. You're faster, stronger. It gives you mental confidence. And most of all, uh, go there for the right reasons. Don't, don't go to a D one just to go to, to a D one, you know, cause if you're just there to, to be there for a D one, uh, you're not there for baseball and you're not there to have fun. Uh, go to a place where you're comfortable going, um, where you're going to have fun, where you're going to make friends. That's the biggest thing you want to make lifelong friends because baseball only lasts so long. You know, I've already, I made a couple of lifelong friends already and I'm so thankful for that. Um, again, make that decision on where you're comfortable with and where you're going to be successful, not just on the field, but in the classroom. Absolutely. That's great advice. Connor, thank you so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate you coming on here. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was Connor Barnett from Bellevue University and great advice. He's got some great advice for young players. And I wish more young players would listen to that. The weight room is so important. And I love the fact that like the king of Juco, Eric Sims, he talks about getting stronger, getting bigger, you know, eating right. And a lot of guys are listening to that. And that's that to me is extremely important. Um, but the weight room is huge. I mean, I, I remember when... Um, I went from high school to college, you know, I was doing track and just the size difference of my competitors was just dramatically different. And, and that was just a Juco. I mean, freshmen and sophomores in college were so much different than high school seniors. 
and baseball even more so, especially to the four-year schools where you have guys who are 22, 23 years old. I mean, they're grown men who can lift and just compete in the weight room as well as on the baseball field. So great advice, great advice for school, all that type of stuff. Choose a school that fits you the best. I love it. Uh, but once again, guys, <laughs> I get to talk baseball. This is what I do for fun. This is my hobby, and I love it. Um, also, the fact that once again, I'm snowed in, so I can't go anywhere, can't do anything else. This is uh, it's a fun, relaxing moment for me to just sit back on the couch and, and talk some baseball with some guys. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Until next time, if you're in a warm weather state, go catch some baseball. If you're in a cold weather state, uh, I don't know, be safe. That's, that's all I can offer right now because there, there is no baseball going on right here in North Dakota. So, guys, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later.